Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to talk about what to do in a crisis. How do you, as a believer, respond in a time of crisis? As of the recording of this show, we have just witnessed the devastation of the attack in Israel that happened on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. We saw where Hamas came in and began to attack, kill, and kidnap innocent women, children, the elderly, uh, unarmed citizens, and they just created atrocities. And we're in the midst of watching Israel respond to that. Well, as prophetic people, we know that we are living in the end times and there will be wars and rumors of wars and things in this world will begin to ramp up on the national and international scene that will begin to move the things into alignment that were prophesied in our Bibles. Now, we don't dig into a whole lot of the end times things in this podcast at the moment because we're trying to stick to the practical, but I believe we're going to have to do that a little bit today. The way I see this is the end times is the tale of two cities. It's the best of times and the worst of times. I believe we're watching and witnessing a lot of godlessness with woke ideology, with the rise of communism, totalitarian governments. We're seeing things that we never thought we would see in our lifetime. But we're also seeing the gospel spread into places where it's never been before. We're seeing people come to the Lord by the thousands and and hundreds of thousands and millions. And so it's the tale of two cities. I'm a believer in the last great revival of the end times. I really believe that God's mercy and goodness and love and Holy Spirit are being poured out on our nation, on the world, as people come to the Lord. And so we're seeing basically everything divide. It's black and white, no more gray. And so the Lord is coming back as he promised in his word, and he said these things would happen. There would be troubling times ahead, and we do need to have a general understanding of these times, and I understand that people can be very troubled by the things they see on the television or on the internet, and and very disturbing, and just wickedness and evil that can be in people just astonishes me for for people to just, uh, you know, without reason, (laughs) nonsense, just to kill innocent people, uh, especially uh, children and babies. It's horrific. It's awful. And so uh, I would encourage you to pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Israel. God says he blesses those who blesses Israel. And and God has put his name on that land, and those are his chosen people. And so uh, it says to the Jew first. And so we we pray for Israel. We pray for the peace of Israel. But I want to turn this in a practical direction. Some people may be very troubled and fearful by the things they're seeing. We're we're watching uh, with Ukraine and now with the Middle East sort of uh, sparking up. I understand that people can become very fearful because we can understand that this could begin to spill over and drag the entire world into conflict. I did a podcast recently about the fourth great awakening and the fourth turning. I believe we are in a fourth turning. Now, I don't know exactly how that's going to look, but I do believe we are already in an information war 
and an economic war between globalism and nationalism. And so uh, this is only going to intensify the times we're living in. But what a wonderful time to be alive, to see some of the things we've seen. Most of us have watched Israel come back as a nation in 1948. What a miracle. Unbelievable. Well, I want to take a lesson from King Hezekiah in your Bible out of 2 Kings chapters uh, 19 and 20. And I want to talk about how Hezekiah responded in a very similar time and how we can apply that to our lives. You know, maybe you're not part of this crisis that's going on, but you may be having a personal crisis or a family crisis, or you may be dealing with a crisis in your church or in your community. We can take a lesson from King Hezekiah of Israel in your Bible of how to respond in a time of crisis. And so I want to just give us some basic points and just uh, talk you through some practical ways, some prophetic ways right out of your Bible of how to respond whenever you're in a crisis. And there's all different kinds of crises. We were not guaranteed that everything in life would be a smooth ride. But the Lord, I'm telling you, He is peace. He, he came to bring peace, but he is peace. Peace is not a what. Peace is a who, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is peace. He is love. He is truth. There are so many parts of him that are being revealed in this chaotic hour. And so we have to put our trust and hope in him. And so I'm going to give us some just practical steps from the life of Hezekiah that I believe will encourage you and help you in this hour, whether you're dealing with a personal crisis or you're being affected by the crisis around us in our world. And there are many (laughs) that we could look at right now in this season. Well, let's look at 2 Kings 19, and let me give you the scope of what is happening. So the Assyrian Empire will later be taken over by the Babylonian Empire. The Assyrian Empire, which was the superpower in Hezekiah's day, they have already taken the northern kingdom of Israel. And Judah, where King Hezekiah reigns, he has already been threatened by the Assyrian Empire. And he's uh, tried to pay them off, basically, and appease that government. But now they have surrounded the city. And like Goliath, they have sent their general to come and make threats and and to blaspheme God and to intimidate King Hezekiah and his people who are holed up inside of the city. As you know, in in ancient times, they would besiege a walled city. uh, And you know the story of like Troy and they brought in the Trojan horse. What was like that? They would be holed up in a walled city and uh, you would basically try to starve out the people inside the city And then when they were weak, you would finally move and and try to breach the wall and then attack the city. Well, this king of Assyria has sent his military there, and their general is very much like Goliath, threatening, intimidating, cursing God at them and, and mocking them. And he is trying to get them to surrender. Well, King Hezekiah has held out and held out. And when all it looks like all hope is lost... And his generals come back and give him a report. King Hezekiah, it says he tears his clothes and puts ashes on his head, which the Bible mentions that many times. But he basically was distressed. 
and he does a few simple steps that I believe we can glean from. Well, let me tell you what he did first, and this is fascinating to me. The first thing he did was he went to church. He made a beeline for the temple. He went straight to church. He, he didn't even hesitate. I don't even know if it was open at that moment, but he went to the house of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, that's something you can learn from. If you're in personal times of crisis or you're feeling stressed out about the things in the world, you need to be in church. You need to be hearing the word, growing in discipleship, being encouraged by other believers around you and having that support system. The Lord says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together in the Bible. And so you need to be going to church. That needs to be part of your normal is going to church. It's a non-negotiable within my family. If my kids don't want to go, that's just tough stuff. We go to church. That's just what we do. And so I'm going to encourage you to listen and take a lesson as an example of what Hezekiah did. He first thing he did is he went to church and then he inquired of the Lord. He sent for Isaiah, the prophet, who was the, the spokesperson of God, and he inquired of the Lord. And so what was the first thing? That is Isaiah says to him. Isaiah says that the Lord says, do not be afraid. Fear oftentimes is a choice. We have to choose to fear not. Let me give us some scriptures dealing with fear. And I believe we've already done a podcast on fear. You can go back and do a deeper dive on those. But let me give us some scriptures that we're probably familiar with. One is out of Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. It says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I tell you what, just reading these scriptures can encourage you. In Psalms 34, verses 4 through 5, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. I'm going to give us just a few more. Uh, Psalms 23, verse 4, the 23rd Psalm. Oh, my goodness. You can just camp out right there. But in verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, build yourself up with God's word. In, in Psalms 56, 3 and 4, it says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid for what can man do to me. There's so many I could read. I've got a huge list here in front of me. But I'm here to tell you that you have to choose to walk in faith over fear. So that was the message from the prophet Isaiah. The words of the living God was to Hezekiah, do not be afraid. I know things look bad in the world. I know your situation may look bad. I know that when you go through a crisis, it's like you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You start running scenarios in your head. By the way, when you start imagining scenarios that may be probable but have not happened yet, that's called anxiety. You, ha you have to take every thought captive. You can't afford to get in anxiety. 
In Proverbs 12, 25, it says, Anxiety in the heart causes depression. That's not good. You have to choose to walk in faith and in peace. Peace, to me, in a lot of ways, is a state of mind. It's saying the Lord is my peace. You have to you have to believe and partner with God's word and choose to walk in peace, to be in peace. So, so Hezekiah has come to church. He's inquired of the Lord. Well, you know, maybe you don't have the prophet, you know, right there where you can talk to him, but you can go to God's word and you can go to your pastor or one of your leaders in your church and you can ask them to pray for you. Uh, you know, maybe you not where you can go drive to church. We live in a different age of communication. Shoot your pastor a text or leave a message for him at the church. Get in contact with your leadership, especially when you're going through a crisis. One of the jobs of a pastor is to shepherd you through these situations or your small group leader or whomever. So you need to share those burdens with one another. I'm going to tell you, you know, everything that we deal with, you have to really put on the mind of Christ when you're especially in a crisis. And that means really partnering with God's word, believing it, partnering with it. I believe it's powerful to speak it out loud because you're you're preaching to your own self when you do that. And so I'm not saying being crazy and weird about it, but you know, doing affirmations to yourself throughout the day when you're anxious or in the mirror in the morning, that is powerful and effective and it it works. And so I'm a believer in that. We have to Hebrews 4 this moment. You have to understand that the children of Israel, Paul tells us in Hebrews 4 that uh, we, we don't need to be like them because the one thing that kept them out of the promised land was doubt and unbelief. They did not walk in faith. And he gives this example to us as a cautionary tale that we have to trust in the Lord, knowing that from the foundation of the earth, God has already made a way. But we have to believe that. And we have to partner with that. And then we have to walk that out. And the only struggle we have to really enter into is staying in peace. And I'm telling you, I listened to a a rabbi minister this morning, Rabbi Kurt Schneider, and he was in Israel. And while he was doing the interview with Charisma Magazine, he had to, uh, his phone went off and all these alarms went off. And he had to get up in the middle of the conversation and go to a bomb shelter. Well, the first thing he said when he came back on the air is, is that the Lord had given him a supernatural peace in this hour, that he was walking in wisdom, he went to his bomb shelter, but that he really was not in fear, that he actually had a calm on him, and he began to uh, lead his team and what to do, and him and his family are trying to get a flight out of Israel. Uh, They live in America. They were just there to visit to do some ministry work. And so you can walk in peace in chaotic situations, but you have to choose to do that. You have to partner with the Holy Spirit because he can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding, a supernatural peace. But you have to believe that the Lord can do that. You have to partner with the scripture that I just quoted that tells you that, and then you have to walk that out. And I'm not saying that's easy, but you have to choose to do that, and you have to really believe it. Uh, The next thing that Hezekiah did is he allowed, Isaiah told him, he said, the Lord is going to fight this battle for you. And so you have to trust 
that the Lord will do what he said he will do. And you have to trust that the Lord was going to fight that battle for him. In fact, the Lord will supernaturally bring defeat on the enemy. It's an amazing story. You should go look at Second Kings uh, chapter 19. I could probably do a whole show on that. We just did a whole Bible study uh, and spent two hours just on this chapter, and we didn't even finish it. So God supernaturally goes in and defeats the enemy. He confuses the enemy. And so it's an amazing story. But let me tell you the next thing Hezekiah did. When he got the report, he got these letters, basically, that were uh, basically a threat from this superpower that was against him, the Assyrian Empire. And he had these letters, and he took the letters, I love this, and he put them out on the floor of the temple, it says before the Lord. And so he took them to church and he put them down on the ground, basically. And he appealed to heaven. He prayed. Oh, my goodness. You know, once you calm down, once you're faced with crisis and and you seek wise counsel, you go to church, you calm down, you, you start uh, asking the Lord what you do should do. Now you really enter into what I call intercessory prayer. Hezekiah took his request before the Lord. He took these letters and he spread them out on the floor of the temple and, and he cried out to the Lord. And so that's what you have to do in a time of crisis. You know, really, at the end of the day, no one can tell you what to do other than the Lord himself. You've got to really let the Lord walk you through a crisis. I'm thinking back to stories I've heard of uh, people on September 11th. Uh, there's a story I've heard of one man who was supposed to uh, go to the Twin Towers, uh, the World Trade Center for a meeting. And that morning, uh, he had a check in his spirit and the Lord just wouldn't let him go. He called in sick. And so that was the Holy Spirit at work in his life. That's the p- practical prophetic operating in his life the holy spirit uh, putting that check in him and telling him he can't go you know there's countless stories like that and so you have to especially in a crisis where things are chaotic you have to be led of the lord but you can't hear the lord if you're oh my goodness what am i going to do you know you, you have to calm yourself you have to you have to choose to walk in peace so you can even hear from the Lord and have the you know clearness of mind to allow the Lord to guide and direct your steps through those situations. And so Hezekiah took his problems to the Lord and he really entered into prayer, real prayer. And I'm going to tell you, there's lots of lessons we could go through, but the prayer petition is only one way to pray. There's the prayer of exaltation. There's the prayer, you know, there's all these different ways you can pray. But I'm telling you, I believe Hezekiah went through all of them. He, this was a deep prayer. He really, really poured his heart out before the Lord. And I would tell you, if you're in a crisis, that's what you have to do. And, and maybe you have to get completely alone. Maybe you have to go to the altar at your church. Maybe you have to go in your closet, you know, and let that become your, quote, prayer closet. But get alone with God and, and really pour your heart out to the Lord. And then, you know, I'm going to leave this last step with you. In this story, God ends up doing a supernatural work to turn everything around. And so I would encourage you the next time you're faced with a crisis, and it may, like I said, it may be a personal crisis or a family crisis or a local area crisis, maybe a crisis in your church or your town, or maybe 
a worldwide crisis. Uh, we've witnessed political crises here. You know, there's just so much, so much activity right now, and and it is spiritual activity. Uh, what you're seeing right now on the news going on in the Middle East, uh, anyone that would come in and just kill innocent people, uh, there there is no political argument to justify that kind of behavior. Those people are demon possessed. Period. There's you cannot. You know, you cannot look at it any other way that whatever argument they had went out the window because you cannot behave that way. It's unacceptable. And, you know, we just have to pray for peace. We have to pray for wisdom for all these political leaders, uh, Israel, America and her allies. And so we need to be in prayer. We need to ask the Lord that the church would walk in wisdom and that we would walk in wisdom. And Lord, I pray that you put a guard over people's mouths, that they don't say things that are inflammatory or would incite things, but bring wisdom and peace. And so we have to be in a state of prayer right now, and we have to watch and pray. And so I'm, I'm just going to run back through these little things from the life of Hezekiah that can guide us through a crisis. Uh, The first one was he went to church. I love that. Then he inquired of the Lord. So he used the prophet Isaiah. You, You can pray or you can go to your pastor or leader or whomever, but, you know, share your burdens with one another. This is a time if you're in true crisis, you need to reach out to someone uh, in leadership in your church, you, you need you don't need to be silent. I know so many people that when they go through a crisis, they don't say anything to anybody because they're embarrassed. But um, you have to do that. You just you're going to have to put yourself out there, and so uh, you just have to you have to share. And so that's what your church is there for. They they welcome that. Please don't think you're bothering your pastor if you're in a crisis. You know, leave a message with his secretary if you want to, or text him, or whatever. But or leave a little note in the little Dropbox. But you need to reach out to your church and your leadership. That's the job and the role of the church. They don't mind it, so please do that. Uh, then the next thing was the Lord told him, "Don't get in fear." S- basically, the Lord is saying, "Stay in peace. Don't get yourself into fear and anxiety." You have to walk that Hebrews 4 faith walk. No matter what the circumstances look like, you're going to have to choose to walk in peace and faith. You cannot get into fear and anxiety. You, you just have to do that. And so uh, the Lord, the next thing was is that he really went into intercessory prayer. He took those letters and he laid them out before the Lord and he really entered into deep intercession. And then you have to trust God that he's going to do a turnaround And he's going to bless you and turn things around for your favor, for your good, no matter what it looks like. You're just going to be have to have a faith walk in this. And I believe in this hour that the Lord is going to turn this situation for good. Now, the Lord told us there would be trouble in the last days. Uh, Just for whatever it's worth, I'll just throw this out there. There's many pastors that I have come into agreement with that I have heard. I've heard Jonathan Kahn, Perry Stone, Billy Brim, Rabbi Kurt Schneider. Uh, most of them are saying that uh, they don't believe this is the Ezekiel 38 War of Armageddon. Uh, this may be another piece on the board to move us closer to that and into alignment with that. And things could develop very quickly. But most are in agreement that this could very well be part of the Psalms 83 War, which I believe and I believe uh, Billy Bram and some other ministers have said this, it's sort of like the Cold War. It can be a decade or decades-long war, and uh, you could sort of 
uh, wrap up a lot of the terrorism things that have happened into that war. But there are some specific things about the Psalms 83 prophecy that have not yet been fulfilled. One of those being that Damascus would be a ruinous heap. That has not happened yet. Damascus is one of the oldest continuous cities in the world, and it has never been utterly destroyed to be a ruinous heap. And so many scholars believe that is a future end-time prophecy. Now, by the way, Hezekiah, when uh, Isaiah is speaking to Hezekiah and giving him an answer from the Lord, he actually uses the same phrase about a ruinous heap. And there are parallels today to also when Hezekiah was on the throne at the end of the southern kingdom. And so uh, there are a lot of end-time prophetic parallels, and I'll just sort of leave us with that without going too far down that road. But uh, these things will happen. They're, they're coming on the earth, and you need to get your heart and life right. You need to be able to hear from the Lord. We're in an hour, especially after the pandemic of COVID. We're in an hour where you really just have to be led of the Lord. You have to be able to hear from God for yourself. When all of this stuff with COVID came, I think many people understood that, you know, whatever your doctor is saying, whatever your friends are saying, whatever your church is saying, or the news media is saying, at the end of the day, you have to hear God for what is right for you. And so that's that's the message I would leave us with from the life of Hezekiah is you need to go to the Lord, whether it was going to church, whether it was seeking the prophet, whether it was praying before the Lord. In all of these, Hezekiah made an appeal to heaven. So I'll leave us with that and encourage you to appeal to heaven in a time of crisis. I hope this message blessed and encouraged you today. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.